Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. From between the hedges at Sanford Stadium to the practice fields, from Stegman Coliseum and wherever else the Bulldogs are playing, it's time to talk Georgia sports. From the Athens Banner Herald, here are your hosts, Mark Weiser and Ryan Dennis. Hey, welcome in. It's a Bulldogs Extra podcast. Mark Weiser with Ryan Dennis of the Athens Banner Herald. We are uh, doing this on Thursday afternoon. And last I checked, Georgia, still national champions. Like, this is still a national championship podcast, correct? Still national champions. Um, a lot of movement on the roster since we last talked. We'll talk about that in detail uh, from the QBs to the guys turning pro. And I guess we'll talk about the Bulldogs basketball team. And, and uh, you know what? We can recap the parade and celebration. Yeah. But it's also recruiting season. I've seen the Kirby Copter all over the place. I think he was in South Georgia. Might be in Tampa. Um, he doesn't sleep. I mean, he's just one spot, one spot to the next down in South Georgia and yeah, down in Florida today. Was it Lehigh High School, I think? I don't know what, what high school he was at, but there was a photo of a high school. Now, when did this become a thing, like in the last three or four years, I know, I feel like, where all these visits are about, like, just shooting a photo with the um, the head coach and kind of, you know, is there no more um, kind of uh, stealth visits? You don't want to know where where, uh, where your, your coach is going all the time. Can you just sit in the uh, in the uh, coach's office and kind of talk uh, talk ball and talk yeah. about the kid? But um, no, I think uh, I think Apple iPod and iPhone have changed the game. Man. Yeah, you got you got everything in your one device there. You just pull it out. You shoot a video of the copter landing and. Uh, I've seen There's different, no secrecy anymore. I've seen different colors of the copter, too, so he must be renting different copters. I know people were happy to see kind of, I don't know if it was red or black uh, initially last week, uh, but then I saw he did have another yellow copter. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Well, I mean, you're not flying the same copter, copter in Atlanta that you would like in Florida. It's probably a different company. You're probably flying somewhere than getting on a copter. I don't know. Yeah, I've always I've been curious how how does this uh, whole process work? Is that was that a Josh Lee thing that he would set up copters, uh, you know, back when he was head of football ops and stuff? And now, like, what happens? I mean, there's somebody else doing that job. I guess so. Yeah, um, yeah I don't know if it's like a. Um an interruption to the school day and uh, hey Kirby's coming because I saw a bunch of kids out uh, like in the football stands waiting for them to come down uh, I guess it might have been lunch break or something but can you get out of like a math exam if, if Kirby's coming to town that, uh, yeah I would hope so if, if I was a student I would I would hope so and you know um, I wonder like where in you know where the fields are that he lands on how it's decided that's where he's going to land I mean there has to be a lot of planning that goes into every arrival logistics baby yeah I, I think you know if you think about Oconee County High School, okay, you know, when Jake Johnson was the quarterback uh, down there and Kirby would come over Athens to Watkinsville for a you know, helicopter flight. He would land on... Wait, wait, wait. Which Johnson was the quarterback? Uh, Max. Max. You said yeah. Jake. Uh, you know which, You know what I meant. Max yeah. Johnson. Yeah. Uh, Jake is his uh, younger brother, both going to A&M, by the way. Um, but yeah, they would like... The softball field was right next to the football field, which made perfect sense 
for the for the copter to land there and he could walk down make a nice entrance but yeah there's got to be a lot of planning that goes into every single visit ryan uh I did, uh, as we sat down to record this podcast, uh, another SEC head coach um, has tweeted out a photo that he has arrived in Athens. And that's something. That's uh, Lane Kiffin coming to town. He's probably hitting up one of our high schools to, to visit with. Why the, is he so vague? You know? I it's mean, not vague. He took a picture of Athens. Been well, at, you know what I mean? Airport. Like, It's not like, hey, I'm in Athens, you know, doing a little recruiting. It's just the picture of Ben Epps I mean, Airport. Look, we're gonna see or another... the picture of a Louisiana license plate, right? We'll see another photo of him in the next two hours with one of our uh, fine high school head coaches. Yep, yep. And, uh, and you know the, you know what amuses me about all these uh, these schools that retweet that Kirby or Blaine Kiffin or whoever mm-hmm. comes to visit? They say, want to thank so-and-so for visiting our kids today. Like... Yeah, right. You know, they try to hype it up like they're there to see the program when you know they're, they're just there to see the one kid, which I'm assuming he might be heading over toward uh, Jefferson High School. That's my guess. All right, let's get to the meat of the podcast. Ryan, the yeah. biggest news is uh, a football team is coming to Athens to play off Millage Avenue. The Atlanta United <laughs> yep. will be having a, a friendly, as they say. Uh, a, uh, a world champion football team is coming to uh, to. Athens uh, they did again. win a couple of years yeah, ago. Right? Yeah, was it three years ago? I guess a United States champion. Yeah, 18, right? Yep, yep, yep. Will you be there to watch in your United scarf? Uh, no, I do not have a scarf. You have a scarf? Uh, I, I believe do. we do have one. I think it was given as a handout of one of the games I went to. Yeah, uh, yeah. Your family's a big soccer family, aren't you? You all like I like soccer. I got into the. Hey, United. we saw the like... we saw the Atlanta United play in their uh, debut season at Georgia Tech, which was an interesting deal. Yeah, that was uh, they they made that place look nice. Yeah, which is hard to do. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, I will say this: my dad was not a big time soccer fan, but the Atlanta United I think really changed him. So good for them. All right, enough about that let's talk about the quarterbacks Stetson Bennett is back JT Daniels is gone in the portal I mean I guess he could say look uh, I'm coming back to Georgia even though I'm in the portal but I don't anticipate that and Jermaine Burton sophomore wide receiver also in the transfer portal Ryan uh, yes. there's a lot of uh, information a lot of things to process with that uh, you know it's been kind of been a wait and see on these quarterbacks to see what was going to exactly shake down um you know, JT Daniels, you presume, is, is now going to uh, be a starting quarterback somewhere else as he'll uh, be a transfer for a second time now. Mm-hmm. Uh, does this mean Stetson Bennett is the guy in 2022? Is it a done deal? Who is Georgia's starting quarterback for, say, the Florida game next year when Stetson Bennett, believe it or not, will be 25 years old? Oh, my goodness, really? Wow. Um, man, isn't this, this, it's, it's so funny to be talking about a, a national champion quarterback who nobody wants back. I mean, it, it definitely has split the I mean, fan I, base. I mean, from the standpoint of doing interviews, I'm, I'm happy to have him back. He's a good story, good quote. Yes. Um, you know, spends a lot of time thinking about a question and then coming up with an answer. Uh, and he was a constant. Every game he played in, we got him in the postgame. Yeah, and and every game he played in, he was pretty consistent on the field. Too. I mean, and and all due respect to John Fitzpatrick, who we'll talk about later. Yeah. Um, and he gave us some good answers on occasion, but but I mean, Stetson Bennett would, you know, he would uh, he'd give you some raw answers. Yeah, I mean, you, you, like you said, he'd sit there, he'd think about it, he'd come up with a you know very uh, intelligent response to everything. But as far as the first game next year, I didn't say the first. I said the middle of the season. Well, you said Florida, right? But I thought you said the, oh. the, the first game of the year. I mean, he's got to be your guy, well, right? I mean, that's not even a question in my mind. Right. But, I mean, what if, uh, say, one Brock Vandegrift, if he's still uh, around these parts, if he's the guy? I mean, that's a five-star quarterback. Of course, 
JT Daniels was a five star. I, th- I guess it's time to put those those types of high school stars to the side, right? When you've got a guy that has performed, taking your team to a national championship, everybody's on the same playing field. So is it basically pick up where you left off last year in terms of the quarterback usage without JT? Yeah. Or or do you do you try to get Brock or, or Carson Beck if he's still here? Um, you know, have a role for them and get them ready for you know to be an important part of the program going forward. And and if if Stetson, uh, you know, if this defense, which you you will presume is not going to be as great next year as it was this right. year, Losing it's just it's just really hard to, given all the talent walking out the door, that that to say it's going to do that. Um, you know, do you need more from your quarterback and? You know, See, that's it, what, if Stetson can't deliver that, and and there's no reason. I mean, against Michigan, uh, against Alabama in the fourth quarter, you know, he wasn't asked to do what, um, you know, what we saw Alabama's quarterback have to do, which is throw the ball 59 times, and and he didn't do a great job of that later either. You know, with his pick six. Well, right, but I mean, he, uh, I mean, Stetson did everything you could ask for in that fourth quarter, and uh, throughout the year, I mean, what I was talking to somebody earlier today, what. What more could you ask of this guy uh, in games? You want him to win fifty-five to fourteen, or you think that somebody else can come in and you know beat a Tennessee fifty-five fourteen instead of forty-one to whatever it was seventeen, maybe? Uh, you know, I mean, this is a guy that that performed. You think about the Auburn game, man. I mean, he was the reason that that Georgia got out to such a big lead, and why? You know, obviously the defense did their part, but I mean, he. I don't think anybody could have done much better than him. Now. What I think people are griping about is, as Kirby Smart and uh, Todd Munkin, are they setting a precedent where five-star quarterbacks are going, oh, are we going to go in there and they might start a somebody that came in as a walk-on ahead of us, you know, that type of deal? That seems to be the main worry. But like I said, when everybody gets here at Georgia, they're all in the same playing field. Everybody's viewed equally. Stars are thrown out. And whoever's performing – should be the guy, and to me, Stetson Bennett did, it, did that this past year. Well, I think Stetson Bennett will tell you that. Uh, I mean, he basically said this in some of the interviews during the playoff. He said Aaron Murray was better than he was. That, you know, it wasn't an, a, a level playing field. You know, initially, um, it, you know, he didn't think he got a fair shake in the off season. That that you know he was viewed as, and, and um, you know, Todd Munkin even said it. You know, we undervalued what he could do. You look at him as a guy that was a former walk-on. Uh, you know, obviously that's changed based on his performance. Uh, but you know, if there's the next Stetson Bennett coming in as a walk-on quarterback, you know, I don't know if he's on the same level as if an Arch Manning comes here or or someone else. You know, it's not it's not necessarily. Uh, I mean, you have a preconceived notion from a guy you saw in high school and and what you saw in film and and that kind of thing. But J T. Daniels, he wants to play. Um, and, you know, he saw – I'm sure he got word that, that Stetson was, was planning to come back. Um, I mean, are you supposed to tell Stetson you got to leave this is JT's time? I mean, I guess I guess that's what people wanted. Uh, you know, with Justin Fields, they wanted to, to tell J, Jake Fromm that, you know what, this is a special talent and, and you led us to a national championship uh, in in 17. So, um, But are people even thinking about – I mean, I mean, a national championship game. Sorry. Was JT even what people's concern is? Or is it the, you know, well, we got five-star Vandegrift who will be a – a sophomore next year, and then you behind him, you got uh, yeah, Gunner, Vander, Gunner Stockton. Vandergrift's a redshirt sophomore. Well, a redshirt freshman, freshman. Yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah. But I mean, like his second year in the program, right. I guess that's what I meant. Right. Uh, I mean, I don't uh, think Stetson got any guarantees he's going to be the starter. I just right. think, 
you know, it's going to be hard to 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 knock off a guy that that uh, I don't just yeah. won a national title. And I don't know that you should. Hey, thinking back to Stetson uh, and. We got him during the spring, right, after he had signed one of the last-minute signees of signing day uh, coming back from the JUCO. And we all got a time to uh, interview him uh, during spring practice. Think back to that, and it was like... Did was, it, not, was that spring practice? It might have even been like February. I don't know. It, it, it could have been. It could have no, been. No, no, you might be right. You might I, be right. We had like four or five players. Yeah. But did you did you not have this sense? Like, why are we talking? I mean, yeah, I guess it's good that he's coming back, but why are we getting... I know uh, a lot of uh, people in our no, position I mean, I, wanted to talk to him. Yeah, no, but, I, but, I mean, I wanted to talk to him because... Like, nobody thought we'd end up to this day saying, hey, we interviewed, you know, the national championship leading quarterback. No, no. <laughs> uh, JT Daniels leaves uh, leaves Georgia with a seven and zero career record. Um, you know, performed well, um, but when when twice he had injuries this season um, that he dealt with uh, upper body type injuries, and um, you know they they weren't going to move Stetson out with the way Georgia was rolling. And uh, I really feel too. It was like, look, hey. You know, we put you back in there. Are you going to get hurt again? Like you said, though, I think it was like Stetson was rolling. Couldn't couldn't honestly trust that uh, JT wasn't going to come out with uh, some sort of injury. So, yeah, why shake that up? All right, we'll see where he ends up going. Um, good quarterback, um, you know, quick release. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure if uh, – South, uh, South uh, California guy too, right? Yeah, I mean, well, let's talk about um, – well, before we talk about Jermaine Burton, we'll talk about that um, – have you drank that pappy stuff that um, sets in bed? See, that's where we need a Fletcher Page appearance because uh, living in Kentucky for a while, uh, our uh, our Georgia editor here, uh, he, he got he got to know the bourbon. I've never had it, but it's expensive stuff. Uh, and and raising canes uh, is uh, an, a nil deal now with Stetson. Seemed to be enjoying himself. Um, did the thirty three eighteen rang it up on the register there and. I mean, uh, if Alabama's playing Georgia next year in the championship game, I think you might hear that from some defensive guys or something. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. That, uh, that might come back to bite Georgia fans. He had a lot of fun. Now, now I wonder a little bit about um, some – there was a, a young female that had a uh, TikTok uh, video in the drive-thru mm-hmm. um, with Stetson. I wonder if that was uh, – um, what do you call it? Like uh, legit, Planned or, like know. a legit thing, or was it like they, they they planned it out ahead of time? Yeah, I wondered if she maybe saw him. Uh, you know, no, I wonder if she was hired by Keynes to do oh, that. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I yeah. get what you're saying. But I also thought yeah, maybe she saw Stetson's head come out the window uh, a couple times. You're like, oh, I might like you know, hey, it's such a surprise. But yeah, that was. Uh, I mean, that was kind of a neat thing. What was he? He was in there signing some shoes. It looked like, and then he did the drive through. I don't know. But good for him getting that, cashing in on the NIL stuff. Throwing a parade uh, for Stetson back in his hometown in, in South Georgia. Blackshear, yeah. Blackshear. Uh, so good for him. Uh, he'll uh, enjoy that. And um, all right, let's talk a little about Jermaine Burton. Um, you know, his his snaps went down. His uh, production, um, you know, might have you know ticked down as well as he. Uh, if you look at the month of I think it was October. When he was dealing with an injury, mm-hmm. um, he didn't do much in terms of catches or, or playing time. Um, the total season numbers, according to Pro Football Focus, I looked this up, he had 504 snaps last year in a 10-game season, mm-hmm. had 388 this year in a 15-game season. Um, 
you know, I mean, what is your take on Jermaine Burton? I mean, he made some big catches this year, but it really wasn't as top of mind as, um, you know, as a weapon, you know, right. given the fact that you had Brock Bowers, Ladd McConkey, A.D. Mitchell, um, you know, kind of got pushed a little bit to the, the back end of, of, you know, these guys. Well, I think injuries uh, were, a big, were a big issue for him. But, you know, I also saw the speculation that's always going to be out there that, oh, uh, he's leaving because Stetson's coming back, right? He, you know, he didn't get – was it not the Alabama game last year that Stetson found him and was kind of really a breakout game for, for uh, Burton where he had, uh, you know, it seemed like eight to ten catches or something in that game. And, uh, you know, I don't think it had anything to do with who Georgia's quarterback was why he left uh this is just part of the system these days he's a california kid right uh kind of came this way uh and actually I, he played in georgia before he went to california so you know i i think he's a guy that's was probably he somebody ended up he was at img for maybe a minute yeah and then went back yeah. to california i'm trying to think he of played in multiple high school so it's not like he's a you know a kid from down the road in uh you know decula or something that you know i I don't know where he'll end up next, but I could see if, you know, he wanted to go somewhere different, uh, you know, for family reasons or just to get another snap or two. But I don't think it had to do with who George's quarterback is, uh, why he wanted to, to leave this program. I don't know. I mean, I haven't had a chance to talk to him yet. I, you know, he didn't – he said the right things, I guess, on his uh, Instagram post. Um, you know, he led the team in receiving yards. He led the team in yards per – catch uh you know beyond guy that maybe had one or two catches um you know it yep. hurts uh yeah. georgia loses a, a guy that, that's a playmaker he had four plays of 30 or more yards last season in terms of catches um hey he'll go out in history is what the second or third best game in history by a receiver i think Tavares king was like 212 the yards State game? yeah he had 198 or something like that which was uh pretty incredible um, look, Arik Gilbert uh, was at the parade. Um, he's a, a guy that's uh, another target that, you know, you kind of forget that um, he wasn't on this year's team. But, you know, so you lose Burton and, and maybe you gain Gilbert back. And um, we'll see how that, how that plays out. And, and Darnell Washington, maybe maybe Georgia makes him more of a focal point. And don't think about it. Don't forget about Arian Smith, who was injured. Sure, Arian Smith, Don yeah. Blaylock, yeah. Marcus Rosemey, Jack Saint. Georgia's still deep at the position. I don't know if I've used the word deep. They still have guys. They got guys. Yeah, there you go. Uh, all right, let's let's talk about. Uh, we going to take a break now. We got. Let's see how much time. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't matter. We would break or just talk. Hey, NFL draft decisions. I think it's six Georgia guys uh, that declared for the draft. Let's go over them uh, quickly and get your take on whether, uh, you know, just about good decision or uh, were you surprised, et cetera. Nicobe Dean, no surprise. I think he might be a top ten pick by some of these mock drafts that are out there. You know. He was good, obviously, but I think he did himself even more favors in that playoff. I mean, he, uh, yeah, he might have picked, made himself a little more money in those playoff games. He was so good in them. Do you, uh, do you go down? You get dropped a couple bit for grabbing the Alabama hat. You know? <laughs> I'm not gonna put that on him. That's a uh, SID issue. I'm just gonna blame that department. SID. I don't know if SID is whatever. They Whoever just... grabs the boxes and tosses them. Uh, George Pickens. Um, you know, give him credit for coming back, rehabbing. He could have sat out this year, um, coming off the injury. It looked like that that plan and process worked well. He ends up playing four games this season for Georgia. Um, and make some big catches in a couple of them, right? Um, I mean, you think about the catch in the championship, how uh, incredible that was, yeah. So, uh, you know, I mean, Pickens, you know, 
dealt with some discipline issues, um, you know, the fun at Georgia Tech and the water bottle and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And and then obviously unfortunate that he wasn't. I mean, he's an All-American type dude if he could have played this year yeah. the, 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 the whole way out. So Yeah, you know, I think I uh, wanted to get – Prove that he was, uh, you know, in the right direction health-wise while he played uh, a lot of those. It'll be interesting to see if a team uh, reaches and tries to grab him in the first round just because of his potential. So yeah. we'll see how that plays out. Uh, Trevon Walker, um, you know, maybe didn't get the kind of attention of a Jordan Davis or Nicobe Dean, but you could see him uh, end up getting drafted even higher than those guys if somebody uh, wants him. He's, he's another guy that's getting slotted as a first-round dude. Yeah, he's a beast, man. I think there was a play in the Michigan game where he took on two guys and split them and pretty much just manhandled them and. Yeah, he might have done himself some favors, too. Louis Cine ends up as the uh, defensive MVP for the championship game and uh, is uh, declares as well. And, um, you know, will be. I don't think he's a first-round first, first round guy, uh, probably a second-round guy. Um, Hard-hitting safety, though. Yeah, and uh, made some plays, obviously, with the ball in the air as well. And, uh, uh, you know, good team guy. And, uh, you know, so from Boston and goes to Texas for his senior year of, of high school. And um, we'll talk a little bit about some other guys in the secondary that are coming back. Zamir White, uh, third year or fourth year junior. Uh, look, running backs, when they are ready to go, they, they should just go because mm-hmm. you got a short shelf life. And, um, you know, I think he's probably a day three guy. Um, you don't really see running backs going. Um, you know, in the first couple rounds, yeah, unless you're being a third down back on a team and, and, you know, being an important factor. And John Fitzpatrick, uh, interesting, announced it on Tuesday. And uh, I think he's, he gets drafted, you know, somewhere in the middle of the draft. Uh, you think he's that far up? I mean, where did Charlie Warner go? Yeah, that's who I was thinking too. That's it. Uh, yeah, the 49ers scooped him up in the, it wasn't that fourth round, wasn't it? I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, look, when you're in Fitzpatrick's shoes, uh, assuming Darnell Washington uh, stays around in the season Brock Bowers had, I mean, you're not going to come – coming back another year, you're not going to do too much for yourself unless you catch like 45 Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't studied, you know, what this tight end uh, class looks like. Maybe he just, you know, looked at it and, and said, this is my chance now. You know, I like where I'm positioned in there. I don't know. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go over the guys that are coming back that, you know, had a chance to – to finish their careers. Christopher Smith comes back as a fifth-year senior this year, uh, taking advantage of that super senior year. He's already played four. Uh, great for Georgia to get his experience back there. Uh, you know, missed some games this year with injury. Nolan Smith, uh, you know, he could have thrown his name in there, and, and I think he would have been taken somewhere in the third or fourth round maybe just because yeah. of potential. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, this will be your, a guy that you expect to go to SEC Media Days. He will be a, a leader on this team, uh, already is, mm-hmm. and uh, I expect he's going to be able to, you know, increase his production even more now that he'll be, uh, you know, just more around the block more, and, and you don't have uh, – well, you are going to have some other guys. I mean, Robert Beal's coming back. Uh, surprisingly, six and a half sacks really took advantage. I think he had five of those uh, after Adam Anderson's suspension. Yeah. So between him and Smith and then uh, William Poole, William Poole, who ends up starting, or I think he started two of the last three games. They they didn't maybe have a nickel out there for the Michigan game to start with, but he was the top nickel. You know, had a rough game the first time against Alabama, but really had a terrific game uh, in the championship. 
And um, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, it reminds me a little bit about, you know, look at the, some of the guys that were fifth-year guys, or, or not fifth-year guys, but just guys that didn't play that much. You know, whether it's a Quay Walker. Um, who mm-hmm. else am I thinking about on defense? I mean, you think of Channing Tindall didn't really yeah, blossom Tindall, until Tindall, this yeah. year. Uh, you yeah. know, that type of thing. Um, you know, with uh, you didn't really mention Tyke Smith, who didn't play this year because of the injury. Uh, you know, that I think that'll be important to, to help fill in that loss of Lewis Seen. Uh, that so that kind of leaves you with that other safety spot, right? Is that a is that a Dan Jackson type of deal? Does uh, I mean I don't know if Tyke's look if if Pull is your uh, if Pull is going to end up being your nickel. I mean maybe Tyke will end up playing safety. I don't know. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Uh, does a Malachi Starks come in and make an impact? That dude's put together already as a freshman, but um, you know you. Uh, Kirby's one that doesn't really like to throw people into the fire, even at that type of thing, at that type of uh, age, but. Um, Brock Bowers sure did it this year. All right, let's take a break now. We're going to come back talk about transfers, um, talk about uh, coaching staff changes, a little bit about the parade. We'll, we'll hit on basketball and then get out. All right, we mentioned Jermaine Burton going in the transfer portal. If you look at the other guys that are uh, you know through there or on there now, you know he's the one guy that I would say. Georgia definitely wanted back. The other guys, I think Georgia said, "Hey, thanks for your, you know, being with us, but you know, you're going to have an even a more diminished role this year." Or, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say that's the case with Justin Robinson, who I think uh, Georgia would have hoped could have developed more at wide receiver, and he's transferred to Mississippi State. Um, you know, Jalen Kimber, uh, you know, certainly would have had a chance to come in, and you know. Fight for a, a good spot. I mean, he's transferring to Florida. Uh, you know, Latavius Brady kind of surprised me. Well, I mean, they basically took away his playing time because he was replaced by Poole. And, True. Um, you know, so then Amir Speed goes to Michigan State. Uh, Jalen Johnson, a walk-on receiver. Lavasay Carroll, uh, you know, a couple of walk-ons, um, you know. That, so Carroll made it. See, I didn't see that. Where is he going? Did he announce it? No, they haven't announced okay. it. He hadn't announced it yet. Yeah, but, uh, Early money's on South Carolina on that one. Cortez Hankton, uh, you know, long anticipated wide receivers coach, goes to LSU back home uh, from New Orleans. Um, got yeah. had a story up today about kind of some names that that Georgia should uh, you would expect them to be in the mix. Um, you know, Heinz Ward just interviewed for an NFL job. He's at Florida Atlantic as the wide receivers coach in his first season there. Uh, worked with the Jets uh, in a coaching capacity. Um, you know, we'll see. Uh, I think it would be a very popular choice, uh, former teammate oh, yeah. of Kirby's. And, uh, you know, I don't know exactly how Kirby feels about if he'd want him or has someone else in mind. I'll tell you another. You mentioned on that uh, thing with Terrence Edwards. I think that would be another popular uh, vote around here. Sure. Um, you know, and then they, they also, you know, uh, have some flexibility because Todd Munkins coached wide receivers, um, you know, so they could move. Um, you know, someone else from the support staff uh, into that position. Um, what's your thoughts on, on like, Terrence Edwards is a guy that, uh, you know, has been training. Uh, yeah, see, that's what I thought. Because I know that he seems to have a, you know, a finger on the pulse there to steer some kids maybe uh, in certain directions. And knowing the way he's gotten to know, uh, I mean, not only kids in the Atlanta area, but it seems like people come, you know, from around other places to train with him. And, uh, you know, he, he knows names. And uh, I'm sure he could be a good recruiter at this level. You said that he uh, he was a offense coordinator in the high school level, right, this past year. 
and uh, you know I know he would uh, be good at, at, at drawing up uh, whatever designs might be needed because uh, Hankton was what uh, pass game coordinator as well I mean I don't know what those other titles mean yeah, really exactly so <laughs> you know uh, I can see him fitting in nicely there Terrence Edwards Buster Faulkner's been on the road recruiting the last you know week or so and uh, has an offensive coordinator um, you know, experience at Southern Miss, I think uh, somewhere else, Arkansas State maybe. Um, and I think he was the one that was hugging Stetson maybe on the sideline when he was crying. Was that who that was? I think it was okay. maybe him. Yeah, I've been trying to figure out who that yeah, was. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of looked like, I think he's, was he wearing a visor kind of like Kirby might, but it wasn't, it wasn't Kirby, obviously. Yeah. But but he's a quarterback guy already, so, uh, you know, if Munkin, if they chose to go in that direction, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. Uh, those are just some of the names. You can check that out. I got some other names mentioned in there on, on the website. Um Ryan, uh, I don't know if you've ever been to a national championship parade. What did you think of Georgia's deal last Saturday? It was interesting. I thought the ceremony itself was uh, mediocre. You know, <laughs> a lot of talkers uh, that weren't football players, which was kind of a downer. Uh, but what, what did we have? We had Sawyer and Jordan Davis uh, speak were the only players. And uh, Jordan pulls up the, you know, the – Georgia, what do you call that, windbreaker, maybe to reveal a brave shirt, which was kind of cool. But, uh, you know, I think the, the, the weather being kind of cool, you know, was was a factor as well. But, uh, you know, I don't know what they could have done differently. They, they don't know, you know, hadn't been done around here too often. In fact, I was talking to Lauren Smith in the press box, asked if they did anything like that for the 1980 thing, and he said, no, they pretty much had a get-together of the Athens Touchdown Club or something like that to celebrate. Uh, so, yeah, I know that, you know, parades are a big thing. And I, I know that, you know, that photo of the parade route there where it looked like it was about 80 people deep was uh, was pretty cool. So that might have been the more exciting part than the ceremony itself inside of Sanford Stadium. But, uh, you know, it was uh, it was uh, it was all in good fun. A lot of uh, I know a lot of people uh, were excited to be here and show up and came from a long ways away to come be a part of it. Georgia has three national championship trophies, three different kinds. Uh, two more were presented, uh, one from the National Football Foundation, another from the American Football Coaches Association. What is your favorite of the three trophies? Yeah. the. Uh, ever, I feel like I've had this conversation. So, so what's the one with the crystal ball? Did we talk ball? about this in the podcast already? I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, crystal ball, I believe, is the coaches. See, I always thought that was the, uh, you know, the BCS trophy or something like that. Yeah, I think it was, basically. Okay. Okay. Well, that's the one that Orson broke, right? In, uh, in I Florida. Think, I think it was, yeah. Well, they, you notice how they set it down very gently the other day? That was, uh, I like that one, though. I'm a little partial now to the new one. The the, the one, one that everybody had in Indianapolis, yeah. It is. That's not a bad look. I kind of like the the aspect that you can kind of take it out. It's almost like it's a battery powered or something. Um, I did a story kind of looking back because Greg Sankey wrote. I uh, wrote. He, uh, he he made a speech where he talked about how it's the most energetic national championship crowd he's ever seen at a stadium and that kind of thing. Did he say that last year at Alabama? <laughs> where, no, LSU did a deal at their uh, basketball arena last year. I think uh, two years ago. Yeah. Um, Anyway, um, check it out. I, I looked back at the championship crowds going back to 2005 because I basically just got tired of them. Um, yeah, uh, how'd you find all that? I was curious. Little research, yeah, little research. Yeah, good for you. Um, but I will say this: you know, looking at Alabama's, you know, they've won so many national titles. I mean, I'm sure Georgia's fans wouldn't mind getting a little bit uh, jaded from like, oh, another national championship parade, another ceremony. But Alabama's crowds uh, mostly diminished year after year. Um, 
well, you know, the same where they started to have it, not even in the stadium, but they started to have it uh, like on their walk of champions or whatever it's called, where they would just have a ceremony out there. And a golf club. Now, I don't know the difference. Uh, you know, um, I mean, when you wait 41 years, people are going to make, make it there. But, um, you know, I don't know in Alabama if it's tougher to get to Tuscaloosa for folks or or what kind of things factor in. I just think, you know, the excitement level. Of, of I'm sure if the Bulldogs won uh, six out of 12 years or whatever, that it'd be much of the same. Yeah, probably and, so. And I bet they'd be all for taking that one. All right. You know, I'm, I'm not really trying to take a shot here, but I'm just trying to segue that I'm not expecting any championship celebrations uh, for basketball anytime soon. Although, you know what? Nobody thought in 2000 and uh, what year was Dennis Felton's? Uh, yeah, that was uh, 08. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, 2008. 2008. Nobody thought they were going to win that thing. Um, hey, the basketball team has another chance to win Saturday at South Carolina. I believe it's 330. You know what uh, the bad thing was? That year's team that went 4-12 and 12 in conference play was would kill this year's team. They'd crush them. Um, all right. I'll you got Dave Bliss on that team. You nobody can, can nobody can handle. You can have an analytics guy compare the stats <laughs> and see if that's actually Ken accurate. Palm, we got a request. Uh, Georgia, you know, got housed at, at Auburn on Wednesday night. Uh, late game, 9 o'clock tip. I'll be honest, it was closer than I expected. The, um, the, fi- the final score. It was a 20, 23, I think. Yeah. I think the point spread was 21 and a half. How does that um, Look, here, here's the deal. They were missing Curry or Quendo. Um, I might butcher his first name. I don't know if I pronounced that right. Um, he has a, a lower body injury. It might be a knee injury, minor-ish. It's not like a season ending. It could be available Saturday. But he's he averaged 18.5 points in the first four SEC games. Um, you already lost Jalen Ingram. You lost P.J. Horn in the preseason. Um Look, even if you have a full roster, that's going to be a tough ask to to keep that thing within single digits. Auburn might be the best team uh, in the country. And they have one of your players from the year before. Katie Johnson, Mm -hmm. who scored uh, 12 points, I think it was. Um, I mean, he wasn't the best player on the court for Auburn. I I think that was Walker Kessler. Whose uh, whole family played at Georgia. Yeah, his, uh, his father and his brother, Houston Kessler. Uncle too, right? Uncle uh, did as well, Alec mm-hmm. Kessler. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we definitely know his uncle did, yeah. Yeah, North Carolina transfer, six blocks, um, six rebounds. I think it was 14 points or something like that. And uh, all seven buckets on uh, dunks down the middle of the lane. Does that sound accurate? I mean, I didn't chart him, but you might, you <laughs> might be right. Look, I don't even think Georgia played horribly. Um, I just think Auburn is really, really good. Mm-hmm. And um, so I wrote – a story uh, late morning or early morning and then um, you know it's still online obviously if you want to check it out kind of looking at you know where where the win's going to come for this team and and uh, I think there's like four games left against teams lower than 100 in the uh, Ken Palm rankings so um, I don't know this is the worst Georgia 18 game start since 1970 they are 5-13 and 13. they're owned 5 in the SEC on a 7 game losing streak um but I will say that the guys, uh, you know, they're, they're playing as hard as they can, I think. I mean, no, I don't think it's their fault. Yeah. I mean, you, you bring in guys that aren't equipped to play in the SEC, and that's what you get. So, Katie yeah. Johnson, very demonstrative when he makes a three. And uh, I don't think he was necessarily taking a shot at the Georgia bench or like at Tom Crean. I just think he was, you know, very uh, expressive. I will say this Georgia ran a play on the next possession on a backdoor cut that was a dunk that was kind of funny, that, uh, yeah. but it didn't matter. I mean, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, I mean that's that's four of the top six players on Auburn are Georgia guys, and uh, uh, Jabari Smith's going to be uh, maybe the number one NBA draft pick. So it is what it is. Uh, you know, there's uh, so they've got what 13 SEC games left. We'll see if Georgia can get two or three Ws. <laughs> you're you're thinking you're doubling uh, what I expect. All right, we'll see. I think they'll win one and a half. All right, well, I'm sure there'll be a lot more uh, Georgia football news that we will. Uh, well, hey, let's don't uh, let's don't pass on the women's basketball team. Throw them a little. They plug. got a game tonight, don't they? They do. Mississippi State. Uh, and um, in fact, let me plug this while we're at it. Two members of the uh, support staff or whatever came in uh, yesterday to buy posters and newspapers from us from, from you, the women's basketball staff. Yeah, uh, Ryan Leonard. If you know Ryan, uh, he came in. Uh, and I think as a grad assistant coach. Uh, but anyway, we talked a little Georgia women's basketball. They were coming off a a big win over Missouri where they never trailed. And, you know, Missouri's the only team to beat uh, South Carolina this year. So, look, if Georgia gets South Carolina at home on the right day, uh, you know, that could be a huge win for Joni Taylor in the program. And, uh, you know, they, they play Tennessee on on, Friday, on a Sunday at home. So that'll be a, a big test for the Lady Bulldogs. And, uh well, uh, you know, they need they need to put some big wins under their belt. All right, last thing, Ryan, do we got any more of those championship um, editions, uh, posters, yeah, newspapers? Yeah, that's, that's what I guess I was trying to plug was that they came in to get, you know, we got plenty of those. They're stacked all through our office. So if you want to come in, get you a newspaper, a, col- a collector's item, mem- a commemorative edition of uh, Kirby, smart right after the game, or uh, Stetson Bennett in our Saturday uh, kind of uh, special edition newspaper. Come on by the office. We're downtown Athens on the corner of Thomas and Broad Street. Uh, one press place, to be exact, is the address. And uh, we'll have them here for you for uh, forever and ever. C- cash only? Cash or check only. All right. Talk to you guys next week. See ya. Bye.